Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, I will be joined by Jordan Kruger, my co-worker at the Lake City Reporter. He and I will discuss Florida season through the bye week, what the Gators have accomplished to this point in the year, and what another 10-win season would mean for this program moving forward. We also discussed the state of the big three in the state of Florida. I got Jordan's thoughts on Miami, as well as the FSU coaching search, and how it's going to impact those in-state rivalries, particularly on the recruiting trail. And I also got Jordan's thoughts on the latest college football playoff rankings and how things could play out in the final weeks of the season. Here was my conversation with Jordan this week. Florida now going into a bye week, and your Miami Hurricanes coming off of a bye week. Yeah, playing FIU at, so, at Marlins Park this week. Did they win the bye week? Canes always win the bye week. Florida's going to win the bye week this week, and twenty-three uh, six was kind of ugly, but yeah, they and, came out on top. You know, they didn't have any any turnovers, but they just uh, you know you you give Missouri's defense some credit, but Florida's defense was the one that came to play. I mean, I I couldn't. One of my takeaways from the game. Among many things with Grenard, I mean, I wonder what type of accolades this guy's going to get at the end of the year. But you just can't help but wonder what that game would have been like had he been healthy for for LSU. Outcome maybe is not different, but he would have affected the game in Joe Burrow. Like, he's yeah, that good. Definitely. I mean, he, and you saw it in the season opener against Miami. Yeah, he was all over the place. I mean, he... Well, the then, whole defense was. Miami couldn't block anything. Yeah, but he especially. And then he came into this game... With uh, five sacks on the season and and seven tackles for or four sacks, excuse me, on the season, mm-hmm. seven tackles for loss, and then he gets two sacks and five tackles for loss. Yeah. So I mean, he's he almost like doubled his numbers there and, and matched his numbers for a tackle for loss. So he's been, you know, another good story of, of the season, along with Kyle Trask, who uh, goes out there and has another really good game, and and now it, it sets up for another ten win season potentially for Florida if they. Get it done against the Seminoles well, as, every, as everybody I mean, expects. No reason, no reason why they shouldn't. So, um, but I, I mean, what's been your take on the season that Florida has had? Just all things considered, I mean, let's let's be honest. Most don't lose their starting quarterback and still finish with double digit. Wins. That's what I was gonna say. I thought when Franks went down, I thought they were in huge trouble because I mean Kyle Trask. You knew nothing about him really. I mean, it was this kid that kind of came in. And... I'm thinking he didn't he didn't know about himself. <laughs> I mean, to a degree. Obviously, Emory Jones wasn't going to be the guy, so it was all on Kyle Trask, who, at this point in his career, he hadn't been that good. Yeah, well, I mean, he hadn't even he been really out shot, there. But, yeah, I mean, but you didn't definitely didn't think that he was going to, okay, this guy who's never started in college, never right. started in high school, is going to lead Florida to a, a second consecutive 10-win mm-hmm. season. I mean, that just... That seemed pretty far fetched. Now, in that, and that would have even come from me, who I actually got to know him as a recruit. I thought that he was a good take for Florida, and that if he got the opportunity as an upperclassman, might be able to step in yeah. and do well. And and he and obviously has, and he set records and what have you. But for this offense, and and it's a good thing that he has, because they've just abandoned their running game here down the stretch. I mean, the last two weeks, just four carries for the Michael P. Ryan. I know he's making plays in the passing game. And Dan Mullen keeps touting that, but you kind of feel for him. He almost had a thousand yard 
year last season, and he's not even coming close to that this year. And he came back for a senior campaign to try and improve his draft stock. And I think that he's played well, and but there's just no room for him to run when he does get opportunities and not many chances that he's getting carries when yeah. the Gators are – because they just can throw the ball. They have one of the best wide receiving uh, groups in the country and certainly the best that the Gators have had in a long time. And that's what Dan Mullen is, is relying on for his bread and butter. And you can't blame him because most games it's worked and it's put forward in position to win. But um, that's that's been the one thing that I've – if you can be critical of anything or has been something that has held them back. Because the one thing that you say about Georgia and LSU that have made them elite have made them college football playoff contenders and have winners over Florida is that they've got really good quarterback play too. Obviously Joe Burrow yeah. and Jake Fromm, but what they have offensively is a running they game run along with that. And when you have that, that makes you a really real contender. And um, that's something that Florida's still got to find. Yeah, I'm surprised that P. Ryan's only averaging about 11 carries a game. That's kind of... That's not what any starting running back is, be, no. is, is what you want to be at. Got 520 yards. I mean, he's averaging four and a half yards a carry. That, so that's the thing is when he's getting his opportunities, it's not like he's playing poorly. Right. And and to his credit, all those all those plays that Trask is making in the passing game, a lot of those are coming off him in pass protection. I mean, he's doing a good job blocking. He's also involved in the passing game. The last two games, he's had uh, four catches and a touchdown reception. So he's third on the team on catches. And Mullen keeps saying that, and and I'm and I'm not doubting that that won't help his draft stock, but it's just you know. That's not what you want in terms of offensive balance. And that's the one thing that I think moving forward that they're going to have to find and figure out to, to I think, take that next step as a team and as a unit. Um, there's still a lot to like about what they've been doing. But, yeah. Uh, I think that's been the story of their season, though, is what Trask has done and how he's kept this offense not only progressing, but I think maybe even taking strides that it wouldn't have had Felipe Franks been under center. So, that's going to set up for a really interesting spring, though. I talked about it on my podcast last week, but I mean, what is Dan Mullen and this coaching staff going to do when it, when and if they come into the spring with Felipe Franks, Kyle Trask, and yeah, Emory Jones, who's like chomping at the bit to play, play, and if he doesn't get his opportunity, transfer. I mean, what do you do if you're Dan Franks Mullen? Transfer? It's a big I, question it's, it's mark. It's a too. huge question because you got two guys that just led the team to 10 win seasons. Yep. So, uh, I mean, statistically, Kyle Trask has performed better. Yeah. I think Trask has had the job. I mean, but I'm telling you right now, the way that Dan Mullen operates, and this is at every position across the board and cliche or not, there's, there is no job that's ever set. He, and he said that before. We never have a job that's set. Yeah. I don't care what, what you've done. What year you are, and I think he even said this once at a press conference. If Tim Tebow's coming back, now he would have never not started Tim. Yeah, obviously. but he told Cam Newton, "Hey, if you come in here and you beat him out, and he stinks it up in practice, and you're the better guy, I'm not going to not start you." Yeah. Now that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. Well, Kim also threw a laptop by the window. That, that's. <laughs> but that's the that's the situation that Emory Jones is in. It's not like he can't play. It's just that the guys ahead of him. It's aren't, a tough situation for Emory, man. Aren't screwing up now. But if you, but here's the thing for Emory: if you stay, and you just suck it up one more year, if you don't win the starting, all job, three of these guys aren't staying. There's no way. I don't think so either. But for Emory, though, if he if he waits one more year, 
he's then has the job for two seasons. I agree. Yeah, because then he's then he's coming back as a redshirt. I think it's more likely that Felipe transfers than than Emery does. Which is which, is, which, <clears throat> which in hindsight, I guess it makes sense, right? Because of what Kyle's done. But just crazy to think that that's where it's that's where mm-hmm. that's how things have played out for Felipe. This is a guy who, when he had gotten hurt, was firmly established as a starting quarterback, and then oh by the way, just set the a school record for passing completion percentage in a game. So and he was coming off a big season yeah. opening win over Miami, and he didn't play his greatest, but he led them to a win in a, in a rivalry game that they haven't had a lot of success with. And he goes from that, and the and then the season that he had in two thousand and eighteen to, dude, you're not even going to come back in the spring, maybe, because you because of the way that the quarterback situation is. And I mean, I guess it's a good problem for Dan Mullen. No, to have. it's always a, it's not a bad problem. It's always good when you have more than one quarterback you can throw out there. So I want to get your thoughts on big three now and and how things shape up. Obviously, Florida. By beating Miami, if they beat FSU, they're able to call themselves top dog yeah. in the state. How do you think Miami has responded since that season opening loss? And I, I think it really turned around and had a great season. Uh, I mean, Jeremy Williams has been the key man. You know, he got hurt in that one game, and then they stuck with the cozy period. I thought a little bit too long. I thought they should have gone back to Jeremy when they did when uh, before they did. But the key is through succession passes in the ball game. I mean, how how he's not your quarterback the entire season was just. And I think Florida, you know, people that watch that game, fans and stuff, would have thought that coming out of it that Jaron Williams looked like a damn good quarterback. Yeah, he, you look at the last. I mean, he threw for three hundred yards against Florida State, and then he came back and threw six touchdowns against Louisville. So I think I think the Hurricanes kind of had their quarterback situation figured out going forward. The question yeah. is, can Manny get enough blue chip recruits in yeah. to to get you to the point where? You can at least get to the ACC championship game again. I mean, they got there a couple years ago with, with Rick when Rozier was a quarterback. <laughs> give me start. Give me start on that. That's why I thought Perry should have had the job. But can he get enough blue chip recruits in to solidify the offensive line and give Jaron the protection where he's not getting sacked ten times against good competition like he was against Florida? How how much do you think Florida's success under Mullen beating them in a rivalry game? And just maybe just being ahead of them as a as a program right now is going to make it hard for Manny. Do you think it has an effect on? Um, I mean, you go look at you look at what Jimbo did at Florida State. I think that had an effect on just not Miami. I think it had an effect on Florida Absolutely. at the time too. I mean, Jimbo was getting all the top recruits in the state, and you saw Florida had these down years under McElwain, and then you had Miami with some down years before Rick kind of got it back to starting to get some good players in, and they had you know a ten win season. But that season honestly is kind of an anomaly. You look at the rest of them here in the last decade or so. So it's kind of always – I've always said this thing kind of goes in cycles where usually one of the big three is yeah, a contender. State. Problem is Miami hasn't <laughs> circled back to the top of the cycle. They've kind of – it's kind of been Florida and Florida State have flipped each other here in the last 15 years or so. The Hurricanes haven't really been able to do it since about 2002, 3, 4, in that early 2000. So um, it's a tough job for Manny. It's, you know, it's not – Back in the old days where you, where you kept all your recruits in Miami and you were able to build the program that way. There's just too many things with social media and, and the way all these big-top programs well, recruit. Everyone's on TV now. It doesn't work that way anymore. Florida's come in and landed some recruits from Miami. Right, and Mullen's gone in there and gotten some recruits out of Miami. Now, and the other, now the one thing that will help Manny is that FSU is where it's at, at least right, right now. They don't have a coach right now, so that's also hurting the Seminoles, which also helps Manny. Right, so 
there's some give and take there. Now, let me get your thoughts on this uh, head coach opening in Tallahassee. It's been a search now for a couple weeks. A lot of news, maybe some inf- misinformation that's yeah, been a lot out, of there. out there. I think. I th- What's your thoughts on this? And and who who do you think realistically is going to be in contention for this job? And ultimately, either will get it or you think will be good for it. Well, I think Florida State fans need to kind of chill for a minute because <laughs> Deion think- Sanders. Come on. I, I mean, they all just seem really anxious to get the coach when you got to remember some of the candidates you want to interview and you want to bring in, they're still, coaching. they're still coaching jobs, whether it's PJ Fleck or it's someone else out there that you want to bring yeah. in as your head coach. Norvell. Yeah. I mean, you got to wait until you get into December where you can get these guys into your school and see if they're the right guy for the job. You're not be able to do it right now. So if you're freaking out about Bob Stoops not taking the job right away or Deion <laughs> Sanders name being floated out there, it's just like, everyone, t- t- take a breath, take a chill pill. Florida State will find the right guy. You got to give. You got to give him it. I mean, I mean, they made the right decision firing Willie Taggart. You couldn't let him continue to lead this program for the rest of the season. It was going to sure. be a complete disaster. Now you now you're at least making a bowl game, which didn't look realistic about three weeks ago for the Seminoles. So that's a positive for them. But it's chill. Seminoles fans just got to get chill. Who do you think is going to ultimately end up like at the end of the conversation as either? <clears throat> The top candidate for the job or ultimately getting the job, in, in your estimation. See, right now, I really don't know, What's your man. gut tell you? <laughs> I really don't know right now, just because I just think there's so much that still has to unfold. Do you think that Stoops, Mark, from Kentucky, is the lead candidate? I think, or Mar- makes- I think Mark's a viable option to do. More than Bob, man. Bob is, um, I think Bob at this point is not happening clearly. Yeah, I think I, I think that would have been higher. I think it would have been done by now if that was going to be the case. Um, I think Mark Stoops would be a good hire. I mean... I saw James Franklin's name floated out the other day, but I don't think he'd leave Penn State. I think he's done a good not job. For FSU. Yeah, not for FSU. He's done a good job of building the lines back to what they were, or what you know after everything went happened. I like, up I like Mike Norvell. Um, I do think that he could be in play for the Arkansas job as well because he's got some ties to that state. But do you want the Arkansas job over the Florida State job? That's the thing. No, but I, I don't know if FSU. I, I could see FSU if they can't get Stoops going after somebody like Matt Campbell. Um, you think they got their flag? I think they would like to, but I don't know if, like, after what just happened, then he's going to go anywhere with that extension. I yeah. mean, maybe he still could if the the money's right, uh, but I, I, I think Matt Campbell's going to end up landing one of these jobs here this offseason. It could be Florida State because he's been really impressive at Iowa State. He doesn't get talked enough maybe as much as Fleck does, but there are some candidates out there, man. I It's going to be really interesting to see who lands at FSU because that's going to affect the whole landscape of the state and how – Florida's able to recruit. Miami's able to recruit. What those rivalries turn into, um, and now you got Florida Miami. That's going to happen some more down the road with the home and homes. Mm-hmm. So, but let's get a uh, let's get. I want to get your thoughts on where things are at right now with the college football playoff. We we saw two go down, terrible injury. Right. Um, they say the surgery went well though. He's got a good prognosis. And it's so that's not, good. and he's not in the same boat as Bo Jackson. So nope. He's going to be able to have a recovery from this. First of all, what, guys, what, well, yeah. what do you think about him going down and, and how that affects Alabama and that whole injury? I don't think Alabama thinking of a playoff now, man, because the committee obviously takes injuries into account. I just think with one loss, LSU is not losing again unless Georgia gets him in the SEC championship game. So George, let's say Georgia beats LSU. Georgia's getting him because they're going to win the SEC. Of course. Now, LSU is a one-loss team. Alabama's a one-loss team. Let's say Alabama beat, still beats Auburn with Matt Jones at quarterback. Yeah, you're going to put LSU over LSU's Alabama. going in over Alabama. Absolutely. They beat them. Absolutely. Um, then you got to look at, you know, Clemson's probably run the table. They're going to be undefeated. 
Ohio State's probably running the rest of the table. They're going to be on the field. So there's two spots right there. Yep. Now, now let's say Oregon finishes 12 and one, and they win the Pac-12, or Oklahoma finishes 12 and one, and they win the Big 12. The committee has shown, for the most part in the past, to go with the conference champ over the non-conference champ sure. when they've got about the same record. Now there was that one year where Ohio State got in at 12 and one, didn't win the Big Ten, but that was because Penn State won the Big Ten with two losses. I think conference champ, they've always kind of leaned towards the conference championship as the tiebreaker. And I think if you got a hot Oregon team that wins the Pac-12 and is really rolling, they haven't lost since their season opener. That team's won 12 games in a row. It's got, yeah. to, got to make the playoff. Over a team that's lost recently and doesn't have the starting quarterback anymore. Yeah, and, and that's – I just don't know the other thing that, that is going to hurt. We haven't seen the new rankings yet. They haven't come out yet. That, so that's... But, you know, Auburn losing to Georgia takes them down a notch mm-hmm. as well. I saw this scenario from uh, Barrett Salee of CBS, and I want to get your thoughts on this. You kind of touched on some of these potential outcomes. But in this scenario, okay, you mm-hmm. mentioned Georgia potentially winning. You got a one-loss SEC champion in Georgia. A one-loss SEC championship loser in LSU, a one-loss Big Ten champ in Minnesota, a one-loss Big Ten championship loser in Ohio State, an undefeated ACC champion in Clemson, a one-loss Big Twelve champion in Oklahoma, a one-loss Pac-12 champ in Oregon, and a one-loss SEC West runner-up in Alabama. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Who's in? Okay, well, Bar- Barrett's just out of his mind here because he thinks that if this scenario happens, Ohio State still gets it over Minnesota. And if you tell me that Minnesota beats Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, the committee is going to put Ohio State over Minnesota? No, absolutely not. That's a playoff game. Oh, yeah, of course. If Minnesota beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, they had the same record. If Minnesota wins the conference, the Gophers are going to get in. That's so ridiculous. They would have just beaten the number one team in the country. They're going to leave them out? No, no way. of course not. God, he's clueless. But... And I, we did this last year, man, with Alabama-Georgia, where Georgia lost and they had the one loss. And everyone's like, put Georgia in. It's like, no, they guess Georgia just freaking had their playoff game. They lost. They They're lost. out. They, that was, was going to be the same exact thing with LSU-Georgia. The loser of that game is going to be out. You're not going to tell me otherwise. I'm putting in Oregon as, as a one-loss conference champ. That won 12 games in a row, man. Wait, the, the loser of LSU-Georgia is going to be out? Yeah. I don't know, man. If, if, if it's LSU that loses, I think that they could get in. Over Oregon? The one the conference champ won 12 Yeah, because up. because look at the wins that LSU's going to have compared to the wins that Oregon's going to have. It's not we don't, we don't need to see Georgia play LSU again. We just saw it. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. that, that they, 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 they would purposely then not have to match them up, but, I mean, if they end up being a rematch in the title, it happens. I mean, it's happened before. This playoff's too small, man. Okay. I, hey, this... What he just listed was eight possible scenarios for eight teams. Clearly, they need to go to eight. I mean, sixteen is would never happen. Be no. way too much. But you need to have. I've always said, man, the five power conference champs, two wild cards, and the best group of five. Stick them in the playoff. Let them play each other. That's the best. That's the best way to go. It would solve your UCF dilemma that you had the last few years, and it would solve these dilemmas where if LSU got upset, they could still get in as a wild card. Yeah. Or if Ohio State lost to Minnesota, they could still get in as a wild card. Uh, but before we make some picks for next week, uh, anyway, what would it take for Odell to get the job at FSU? Would he have to beat Florida? He's not going to get the job. Even if he beat Florida? No. You really think they're going to give him the job, Zach? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> they are they are pushing for it on, on social media. Who's pushing for the it? The players. What? There's a whole campaign about it, man. I know, you can, I know they're not going to make a hire based on what the players want. 
But that's like when Golden got fired and they were pushing for the interim to be the coach of Miami. It's like that's not realistic, man. Yeah, well, so it's it, but but it's created an awkward situation because the first time around when they hired Willie, he didn't want the job. He just was happy to he was served as the interim and it was fine. Now he's interested in the job, so if he doesn't get it, he's probably not staying. Well, no, definitely not. And so and guy's gonna bring his own staff in. And he's going to put everything into this Florida game. I still think the Gators are going to win big. Yeah, they'll win big. It's not going to be a close football game. Never know with rivalries. It's going to be a night game. Is they announce a kickoff time yeah, yet? Yeah, 7.30 in the swamp. Okay. So, I'll be writing on deadline. Unless we, unless we have an early deadline. Yeah, unless we have an early deadline. The changes we've got going on over there right now. Um, all right, so let's make the picks now. Big games for the week. Obviously, Penn State is... No, play, Florida. Uh, Florida's going to beat yeah, the bye Flo- week. Yeah, Florida beat the bye week. Um... Miami's obviously going to beat FIU. And uh, Florida State's also on the bye before this game as well. So a lot of NCAA teams are out this week. But the big one at noon is Penn State at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'll take Ohio State at home. I'm taking Ohio State at home. I would take Ohio State on the road. <laughs> uh, Minnesota caught the loss, which I called last week. You did call that. They are going to Northwestern. I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, that was a good call by you, man. You saw that. Oh, good old, oh, yeah. good old Iowa. I'm telling you, man, the the faithful. Iowa is still going to finish ranked 20th they, for the they season. Will. That's that's their that's forever so, um, forever their spot. Iowa's going to beat Illinois this week, and then they'll probably either lose at Nebraska or lose their bowl game and finish 20th. Speaking of Nebraska, just think about that contract extension for the former UCF. Well, coach. they are locked into him, man. <laughs> and they they have they have they have. Made their bed with him. They're gonna die on that hill. Yeah, they're gonna have. Well, they're gonna have to now. Uh, let's see other big games. Boston, no, Boston College at Notre Dame is not really a big one. Obviously, we'd pick Notre Dame in that one. Uh, Texas at Baylor. Baylor, man, God, could you believe they blew that game in Oklahoma on Saturday night? That was wild. That was wild. I, and twenty-eight-three. That o- lead is never safe in football. For man. Oklahoma to win the last two games that they've had, I mean, they easily could have now had back-to-back losses after Iowa State. And now this game. I agree. Um. They, the See, that's why I think Oregon's got a better shot at the playoff than Oklahoma does. Oklahoma's struggling yeah, in these no, games no, right no. now, man. The Sooners have had a wild season. You, I haven't even spoken about Utah. Utah's got a shot, too. they got to play Oregon. they got the same record. What did you think about, as, as we get to this Georgia game, what did you think about Auburn-Georgia? Georgia's defense is good. I mean, it is good. I mean, man. You make the case it's the Al- best defense in the Al- country. Auburn had, the, Auburn had an opportunity there on that drive, man, if, if – uh, Bo Nix doesn't throw behind their that back. That, you, could you make the case that Georgia got the best defense in the country? I mean, yeah. I mean, after what they, I mean, they, they defended Florida really I well. I think so. So I mean, that's obviously you can make an argument for a few. Definitely, I tell you what, they been a conversation. They definitely got the best run defense. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, and now Gator fans don't have to root for Jimbo Fisher this week. <laughs> with Texas yeah, because Georgia's already locked the East. Um, uh, is there any way Aggies could have won that game to send Florida to Atlanta? If they if they lost oh, last oh, week, if, if, if they Georgia lost to the lost. Plains, and it, and it was and if in the in the division was on the line Saturday, how do you, do you think that changes the outcome of this game? Or Georgia wins no matter what? I think Georgia will win no matter what. I can see, yeah, I think Georgia. I mean, A and M's they've they've got to figure it out though, man. They they've they've really rebounded from a bad loss and some some games where they looked really ugly, but I just don't think that they have enough to. To beat UGA this year, I like their quarterback Kellen Mond though. Uh, does Baylor bounce back against Texas this week? I, don't, I kind of, I think I'm gonna take Texas. Not on the road. No. I like Baylor at home. Man, Baylor just let me down last week. Hey, he's he's another guy that is certainly in the in uh, the mix for a lot of these jobs. 
God, man, Oregon's at Arizona State. That's the ABC game this week. Is that a trap game or no? I'll tell you what's the trap game. What's the trap game? TC Oklahoma? No, Arkansas at LSU. No. <laughs> the Tigers better watch out. Bat better watch out. Where's that game at? It's at Baton Rouge. Baby. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be... Interesting games in the Pac-12 this week, though. I mean, Oregon's at Arizona State and Utah's at Arizona. I mean, they're both obviously favored, but road games in the Pac-12, yeah, man, you never know. You never know with Herm Edwards, too, man. Pac-12's a little wacky out there in that time zone, so... I like Herm Edwards. They had a good... Uh... They had a good series on that that HBO special too, so. But you, no, man, it's. Uh, do you think they get upset? Oregon or Utah? You see the one get upset this week? I don't. I don't think that. I think Oregon making the playoffs. I, I, yeah, I don't think that Arizona can get it done. I think potentially Arizona State, if it was one was more likely to get the upset, I'd, I'd go with the Sun Devils. But I think both of those teams get the win. Yeah, I, I, I I still though, man, I'm telling you. If, if LSU, if that scenario plays out where it's LSU taking the loss, especially like a down to the wire finish and they lose in the last minute, committee would might definitely put them in, dude. I mean, you gotta think they 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 beat Florida, they beat Alabama, they beat wait, Auburn, wait, who LSU. Uh, yeah, I know, man. There's gonna be obviously a case for the Tigers. I know there's gonna be a, Mu- case a much better case than Alabama. Oh yeah, Alabama's not getting it anymore. I'm telling you. You know, it, it would have to be. I think at this point for the SEC. Georgia beating LSU for them to get two teams in, because they're not going to still put Georgia in if they lose to. And I think they need LSU. someone else to get upset too. Dude, they're not leaving LSU out, man. The Heisman Trophy winner. If they lose to Georgia, they still might, man. We saw it happen before. They'd, they'd leave out your Ducks. They left out Georgia last year. They did. They did, but Georgia wasn't playing at the level that the Tigers are. They weren't number one in the country, undefeated, with wins over Alabama and Florida and. I'm telling you, well, man. They over Florida, but the, they got it. Yeah, I'm saying, but collectively, collectively, Auburn too. I mean, it's a, they, they got Georgia was resume. undefeated going that game last year, though, weren't they? Into into which game? Last year wasn't Georgia undefeated going to the SEC championship? They game were, year? yeah, they were. It's the same scenario. But I'm just saying they didn't have the resume that LSU did, and they. I I think that with Joe Burrow probably winning the Heisman, that's going to factor. Well, it always comes down to who do you think is it the best team or the most the more deserving team is what it comes down to. I think the committee's gone more deserving at times. And I and I and I think that that and I also think that they they might look at it like what you just said that Georgia has the best defense in the country, and if they beat LSU, that's going to factor into it. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. This is going to be one of those wacky years, though, where there's going to be some controversy. I'm just telling you that like people were mad when Alabama, Alabama LSU got rematched. And Alabama won the second time. You're going to have people. Up in arms if they if they if they put LSU and Georgia back in the playoff and then LSU and LSU wins the national championship. People are going to be, be like, "What's the point of you having that SEC championship game?" That's what the argument's going to be. I, and I, I think it's a good argument, but I also think that if you had an 18 playoff and it played out that way, then then it people, is what yeah, it is. yeah, it is what it is. You're not mad about it because you at least got the fire the five power five conference. Chance I in. always said, why didn't they just keep the four BCS bowls that they had already in place and just make them? That's what they're going to the do. Playoffs. That's what the that's what that's what we're headed. It's gonna be it's gonna be the six you know you know they have six now it's gonna be those six are gonna be the playoff games and they're gonna have a national championship game in a neutral site somewhere like they do now it's gonna be the playoff next time they when they when they expand it in a couple years because they're heading that direction they already talked about it I'm all for it baby all for it appreciate Jordan for joining me on today's show and that'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators on tomorrow's show we'll hear from the Florida coaches and players during the bye week and what they're doing to get ready for the regular season finale against rival Florida State. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.